Hey friend, welcome to another episode of It's Not All Rainbows. I'm your host, Lindsay Goodman. I'm a certified trauma recovery coach, and I'm also a survivor of abuse in a queer relationship. I'm here to help you figure out what's really going on in your relationship, to help get you out and on the road to recovery. Today, I'm going to talk to you about grief. Should we be feeling grief when we have these quote-unquote breakups with abusive people? How long are we allowed to feel that grief? What does grief look like after an abusive relationship? Um, I don't have like a very specific plan for this conversation. I don't have bullet points or anything, which if you've listened to the podcast for a while, you've probably already figured that out. So I'm not sure where this is going to go, but if you're here, you're on for the ride. Thanks for coming with me. Um, Before we begin, let's see my struggles and successes. Um, my struggle is that I am working a lot this month. I've talked about this quite a bit over the last couple of months because before I travel with my son, I work a lot to just gear up for it financially. And then when I come back, it's a little bit of catching up. And so July has been really chaotic for me. The childcare situation changed. Our childcare provider canceled like a week before we came home from our trip. And so it's been quite the scramble. I'm doing a lot of driving. There's a lot of crazy logistics involved in making this month happen to get me all caught up. And then things should settle down, hopefully, um, as we roll into August and September. But I'm exhausted. Um, but I did have time to sit down right now and hang out with you all. So I'm going to go ahead and get that done while I can. Um, a success is that... Now, this is something that I would usually call a struggle, is that I haven't been able to be as present on social media um, since we came back. I'm sorry, I got to roll these windows down. It's hot. (laughs) Just like steaming in this black car. Um, I normally would call that a struggle because I'm not able to do the thing. Like I have not, I've been home for two weeks now and I haven't had any time where I have sat down. I believe this is the second podcast I've recorded. So we're not doing too bad, right? We've only been home for two weeks. Um, but normally I set aside time to sit down on my laptop, get some work done, knock out some important things, projects, um, you know, think about what I want to do in the future in terms of what I'm sharing with, um, my friends, my community. Um, and I haven't been able to do that at all. And normally I would call that a huge struggle and I would be very frustrated, but I'm able to realize now uh, that this is a season it's going to calm down eventually. Um, and that this is okay. It's okay for you to, if you're a content creator or if you have other things going on, to take a step back to kind of go into hibernation mode in terms of whatever that thing might be that you're not able to get to right now and hit it back later. Like maybe you're recharging and you'll have more energy and more focus when you're able to come back to it, right? So I'm just sort of allowing myself to ride this wave of not being able to do the things that I want to do um, just because, like I said, it's been pretty chaotic. Okay, let's talk about grief. Um, I don't want to push my computer battery more than I have to because I'm in the car. I don't have a way to charge it right now. Also, if you're on YouTube, I apologize. My car is a mess because I have some weekend stuff planned. Um, we have a, a fun weekend planned um, starting tonight. Today's only Thursday, so it's my Friday. And uh, we're going to be having a good time. Anyway, let's talk about grief. So when we leave in an abusive relationship, there's so much like strange competing feelings. Um, we still have that cognitive dissonance that we're, we have been struggling with for a long time. Here's this person who was absolutely horrible to you, horrible to your children, horrible to those around you, you know, completely sucked the life out of you, 
and you are so desperate to get away from them. And at the same time, you might miss them and you might be grieving for them. And here's the thing that is completely normal. Can you imagine leaving someone that you have spent two and a half years with five years, 10 years, maybe you've had children with them. Maybe you bought a house together or whatever. You moved across the country and you lived with this person for six months. It still counts. Like the time, yes, it can contribute to more damage the longer you go, but the time doesn't matter. The damage is done. The, the, what you thought was a connection happening happened. You thought it was a connection. They clearly thought it was something else or was something else to them. And so you're going to grieve for that. It's like if you get your dream job and you're getting ready to start this dream job tomorrow and you're like, this is happening. Finally, this is what I've always wanted. I'm finally got this job. I'm ready. And then all of a sudden the next day, you know, you're getting ready to go into work and they call you and they say, you know what? We had some budget cuts and we can't actually go forward with this position. Um, you don't have a job. And you're like, what? I already, I gave up my other job. I was putting all my eggs in this basket. I needed this. I wanted this. This is my, I literally feel like I made this job up. So it's the same thing. You are going to grieve for that job. Even if you didn't actually have that job, you're going to grieve for what you thought was going to be. So with this leaving these abusive people, you're still going to have to grieve the loss of what you thought it was. Even if you're coming out of it, like I was where you're like, this wasn't real. Now I understand so much more than I did, you know, leading up to this moment, I see that this was abuse. I see that this person wasn't real. They weren't who they said they were. This relationship was not a relationship. Their role as a quote unquote parent in my son's life was not real. He was just a pawn to them. The dog was a pawn to them. Everything that I thought was real was not. You're going to have to grieve that. Another thing um, to remember about grief when it comes to these relationships, here's the thing. A lot of people don't realize that, you know, grief is a normal thing. It's a healthy thing. It's a process that we have to go through. There are so many more things that humans can grieve and will grieve and need to and should grieve than society lets us believe, right? Um, We really need more time to process the loss of our pets, the loss of, like I said, a dream job, the loss of friends. Sometimes, like, I have had friend breakups And I grieve for them. I let myself cry. I let myself feel all the yucky things because it's really hard and it's really sad. Sometimes it's a horrible thing that happens and sometimes it's the right thing. It's the right time. You have to just let that friend go because they're not coming forward for, you know, they were there for a time and they're not coming forward with you, but it still hurts and it's still sad and it's still a loss and you're still going to grieve. And so people don't realize that, you know, when you have a normal breakup, a healthy breakup, Obviously, you're going to grieve that because you actually really had a connection with this person. You cared about that person. You were, you know, living life together, doing all these things. You're going to grieve for that. And and people understand that and people support that. Um, of course, it's still a finite amount of time. People expect you to have a specific amount of grieving time, even if it's a death of someone very important to you. It's like, well, okay, you had like a week. Now it's time to get back to work. It's time to like the rest of the world still moving forward. It's really messed up how we view grief, um, at least grieving timelines in our society. But people are going to support that person who, you know, they just, they grew apart. They decided to go separate ways. There's no abuse involved. But when it comes to abuse, people don't really get it. Um, People don't understand what you have to heal from. It's not just the loss of a person. It's the loss of your 
autonomy that you're just now realizing was lost. So many things that you didn't even understand at the time you were being abused, you are now going to grieve. The time you lost with your child or children, the time you lost with your friends, the financial losses you might have had, the mental health setbacks, the physical health setbacks. I'm not going to lie, and this might be kind of jarring to say out loud, I often wonder how much younger I'm going to leave this earth than I would if I didn't have the trauma that I had and the sustained amount of you know high levels of cortisol and stress and all that stuff on my body. I'm very sorry if I just scared the crap out of someone who hadn't thought about that yet, but this and I am sorry, period, period. I hate how we always say, I'm sorry, but, and then we add to it. I try not to do that anymore. I'm very sorry if I added to your anxiety because that's not fun. Um, that's something that I think about a lot. And that's something that, you know, I'm not going to put the cart before the horse and be like, well, I'm going to die when I'm 40. I don't know that. I don't know when it's going to happen. Right. Um, but something like we, we, we grieve what might've been, what could have been a different life, all that stuff. Of course, that's not something that we want to do forever. You know, 20 years from now, I don't want to be like, Oh, I lost so much time with this person. But it's normal. It's normal to have to process all of those things. Um, and as we move through our grief and as we move through our healing journey, more things come up. What I noticed when I was healing was that as I cleared out some of that crap uh, that I needed to heal with my abuser was that stuff from my past, even before they came along, was coming up and bubbling to the surface and saying, hey, it's now time for you to take care of this. This has been in here for a long time. And this actually was one of the many things that contributed to this situation because you had all of this trauma that hadn't been healed. This is not victim shaming. It's not our fault that we have all of that, but it's true. All of these domino effects from our childhood and all that stuff lead us to horrible people taking their liberties with us, right? So you don't know what's going to come up when you start to grieve. You don't know how many things, again, loss of a career, loss of Maybe you sold your condo in your favorite place, your favorite place on earth. You had the perfect house. You had the perfect for you, whatever it is, whatever it looked like, the perfect job. And you gave that all up. You moved across the country. And now you're like, what do I do now? Now you have to grieve that house because you don't have time to really grieve it when you were being basically forced, you're being pressured to give that all up to go and be with this person or lose them forever, right? Because that's the feeling they give you in the beginning is it's now or never. You got five minutes to give up your entire life to be with me or else I'm going to move on. And of course you've already been love bombed. So you're like, no, 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 no. Okay. So you might have to grieve that. Um, and the other thing is that grief is not, again, it's not this cut and dry black and white beautifully. Like I'm not going to have like this. Okay. Well now I have to grieve this. What's my timeline? I'm like, okay, in seven days I should be fine. Cause it says day one day. It's not, I'm, I'm not a religious person, but I did go to church when I was little. It's not God creating the earth in seven days, right? On the, I don't even know which one. On this day, God created this. On this day, it's not like that, okay? We're not going to grieve and heal in that way. Grief can happen now. It can happen for the next couple of months. It can be 10 years from now that, again, something came up, something took you back, and it hasn't been grieved yet, and you're going to grieve. And guess what? That's okay. That's normal. That's to be expected. And I'm not sitting here saying like, well, you're just going to be grieving for the rest of your life. Nothing good is ever going to come for you because you're just going to be sitting here crying all the time, eating a chocolate chip cookie dough, raw, 
spoon feeding that, watching movies, crying all the time. That's your life now because you've got so much trauma. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that, you know, grief is normal again. And I'm giving lots of other examples too, because it's not just going to be the abuse that we have to grieve. Um, there's going to be all kinds of things that we have to grieve. Um, and it's completely normal. Um, and to be expected. So what else can we say? And again, I, I, I don't want you to feel stupid or weak or wrong or bad or anything like that. If you're going, this person almost took my life or this person made it so that I'm $50,000 in debt because I had to go to court 700,000 times to get my kids or I have my kids left because this, whatever it is, whatever it is, the horrible things that they did to us and you're still grieving for them. You're like, I'm an idiot. I am just such an idiot. Um, something's wrong with me. Something is not wrong with you. You were again, moving forward with this person, even though in retrospect, you can see the red flags in retrospect, you can see that it wasn't what you thought it was at the time. It wasn't what they were telling you. It was, it wasn't what, you know, you were allowing yourself to believe because recently I was driving to work and I, I pulled up like a playlist from 2019 and I'm just like, <laughs> like we can lovingly laugh at our old selves as we heal. It's not funny when you first leave, but I was like, Oh, Lindsay from 2019, like you really thought that this person was, I'm not saying I was like, Oh, this is the one, this is the person that's going to rescue my whole world. But because I was leaving an unhappy marriage and coming out as a queer person, I was like, this is the answer that I was missing. Again, I don't believe in the one, but it was just like, Oh my gosh, everything's going to get so much better now. Like, Oh my God, you can hear it in my, my music selection from that time. And I just was like driving. I was like, girl, you poor thing, you know, having that grace for ourselves. Um, and I totally forgot what I was going to say about that, but you, 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 you allowed yourself to believe through again, no fault of your own that, that this person was real because, you know, I mean, some of us have never seen healthy relationships displayed. So why would we think, you know, this isn't normal. This isn't healthy. I saw my parents like this. I've been through other relationships like this. And, you know, a lot others of us are maybe, you know, at the same time, we don't believe we don't, we just don't think that someone is going to be like that. We really think that when that person comes along, that they're going to be good for us, that they are who they say they are. We want to believe that we want to trust that. And obviously now here we are, we know that that's not true. Um, so you're going to grieve for that. You're going to grieve for yourself again, time you lost, the health you lost, the money you lost, the success you could have had without them holding you back, whatever that looks like for you. And it is normal and it is healthy and it's going to happen. And there's no time frame on it. Um, my computer battery just told me the time is running out. So I am going to wrap this up before I get cut off here. Um, but I hope that that's helpful. I hope that you feel validated in grieving for this horrible person. Um, let it happen. I know this is cliche, but you got to feel it to heal it. So try not to control those feelings when they come up. If no one else around you is validating your need to grieve a crappy person, do it for yourself. Just slow down and say, I know, I know this sucks. It's okay. We're going to feel this together, right? Go eat your cookie dough and grieve for a little bit. Um, so that's all I am offering one-on-one -on -one coaching. Now that I'm back in the States, my schedule's a little bit more. It makes sense. Um, 
we're in this similar time zone at least. Okay, sorry, Australia. I have a lot of clients in Australia. It's crazy still, but um, you can go to my website, thelindsaygoodman.com to check out my options, or you can go straight to calendly.com slash thelindsaygoodman. Um, if you like this podcast, you like this, if you're on YouTube, please rate, review, subscribe. I want to get this into the ears of the people who need this the most, and your interaction really makes that happen. I appreciate you all. Go do something nice for yourselves. Drink some water. I'll be back next week with more.